Hey everyone, it's Monica with Be Still Be Free, and I am here with Sarah Godey today. Hi! Uh, we are here kicking off part three, part the three. final part, I know, yeah. of Be Fruitful, um, which is covering the fruits of the Spirit, and we have divided it into three parts. So the first part, we did love, joy, peace. Mm-hmm. Second part, patience, kindness, goodness. I totally <laughs> forgot. And now we're going to do faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And self-control. Um yeah, yeah are- it blows my mind. Like when we sat down and came up with this, I guess we recorded the first one in December, right? Yeah, and it launched in January. And so, gosh, I can't believe it's been that long. I know. This is going to take us right through the end of May. Where does time go? And yeah, so here we are. It's bizarre. Crazy. And all I can think about is I still haven't lost the five pounds I was planning to lose from the beginning of Be Fruitful (laughs) till now. (laughs) Listen, in my daily journal, like, or in my uh, calendar, the one that you turned me on to that you don't buy anymore. (laughs) That I don't use. um, But I love it. It has this one page where you put in all your personal goals for the month, and every month it's three pounds. (laughs) (laughs) And every month I've not had a check mark yet. Now, listen, I haven't gained, so that's good. But I can't check that one off. And you know, the type A in me, I just want to be able to check through. I do get my 10,000 steps mostly, but I'm not eating right. I'm going to get the three pounds. So this is a total digression, but being back in the big city has really, like, I've taken a hit physically (laughs) because there's more places to eat and more socializing around food. And um, I am still working out all the time, but it's all food related Mm -hmm. for me. And I think stress too. The stress of moving here really jacks up my cortisol and that messes everything up. And when you only had two fast food restaurants to choose from and I mean, half of them were closed in the wintertime anyway. I mean, even all your restaurants close at five. Right. You know, but like here every Monday we meet a group of people and play trivia at Johnny's pizza, which I get a Greek salad, but then there's always like bits and pieces and nibbles and oh yes. You know, that's so funny. After um, lacrosse food, it's just a whole thing. Okay, anyway. we'll look really quick. Um, as most of you can hear, there's only two voices yeah. here today. So we wanted to just um, talk through the fact that Amber's not here today and let you know that um, she has just decided to take a little step back. She's following God in a little bit of obedience of mm-hmm. being still. Uh, got a lot going on in her life. If you listened to the last series, you heard some of the things that were going on with her. Um, and, you know, she's young and I get it. She's at the place where God called me into my seven year be still right. stint. Right. Um, you know, she's in her early 30s and um, it's okay. Like, yeah. you know, she is in an act of obedience and hopefully our listeners will be encouraged that we try to practice what we, we preach. I was just going to say, <laughs> we have to practice what we preach or the message of be still be free means nothing. That's exactly right. So. And so, um, and God keeps us pretty honest about that in this ministry. Yes, um, he does for it, our, to our detriment and right. our joy. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. And so you all are going to be stuck with me and Monica. And I know there are a lot of listeners that are going to be really sad about that because you know, Amber always had such a unique angle. She really did. To um, yeah. the things that she brought. She reminds me a lot of Addie in the sense of kind of how she sees the world, just mm-hmm. in a little bit of unique a different perspective. light, unique perspective. Um, and so we will definitely miss her moving forward. But who knows? Maybe she'll special guest or something. Yeah, maybe sometime. she'll be an everyday woman one yeah, day. Yeah, that's something. right. We'll that's see. Exactly we'll right. see what God decides to do. All right. So we're moving forward with faithfulness. And, and interestingly, so we have three fruits to cover. Normally we each just take one, but right. we decided to tag team faithfulness. So Sarah and I may step on each other's toes or it may all fit together like a perfect puzzle. Yep. 
um, by yeah. the Holy Spirit. So. And if you've been listening for a while, you know that we do not get together. And <laughs> we don't share anything. Share we anything. could literally have the exact same notes. <laughs> <laughs> we could. So we don't know. I don't know. We're going to find Y'all out. Y'all find out right. what we, we do. We have not discussed this. All we yeah. discussed was who is doing, how many practical applications. Exactly. Yeah. And then my little tease yesterday or the other day, I'll be still be free. Um, okay. So let's start with the Greek word of faithfulness. Um, it's translated from the Greek word pistis. And it's so funny to me. And I don't do this on purpose. I do not research the KJV, but in faithfulness and gentleness, <laughs> you know, every Bible in this house is only KJV not, and they're not. big and huge family Bibles. <laughs> listen, when I was growing up, if you didn't listen to the KJV, you were listening to the devil's Bible like that. If you didn't read the KJV, you were not, you were not reading the Bible. You know what? And I we'll, we'll get started on content here, but I know somebody who applied to be a pastor at a church and they did not hire him because he preached out of the NIV. Yeah, I'm not, and not the KJV. Joking it's, you. A, it's a serious thing for a yes. lot of some churches. Independent Baptist yeah. churches yeah. specifically yeah. Um, are KJV driven only. I mean, I know that the church I grew up in still <laughs> uses the KJV, which is just so funny to me. Um, you know, what is it? Non essentials, essentials. You know, non negotiables. Oh, Oh my gosh. Okay. So faithfulness translated, um, pistis from the KJV literally means faith. Um, pistis includes both meanings, faith and faithfulness. But in Galatians 5.22, the Zondervan NIV Bible commentary actually notes that, um, it seems to carry more of a meaning of trustworthiness or reliability. Mm -hmm. And so I love those two words. And that's kind of where we're going to go through, um, and use those two meanings for me anyways. And then another, um, kind of synonym, that I found was also loyal. Mm -hmm. So you've got trustworthy, reliable, loyal. Um, a couple of the, the Bible verses where it literally carries this meaning, um, Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. 2 Corinthians 5.7, walk by faith, not by sight. I thought that what was so interesting with these two verses is it focuses on not the things you don't see, mm -hmm. not the things that are seen. Right. Right. So it's easy to have faith in something that you can see. It's easy to trust something you can feel mm -hmm. that's tangible. It's easy to be loyal to something that makes sense. But we're talking about a faith here um, in, in things that you just, you can't see. You almost can't even explain it sometimes. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. Um, then I had, those are kind of, that's kind of like the noun idea what faith is. Then I found two verses that kind of focuses on, um, kind of an adjective okay. of, of the description of faith. Um, this one was really big for me. Revelation 17, 14, these will wage war against the lamb and the lamb will overcome them because he is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And here's the deal. And those who are with him, those who are with Jesus, are the called, the chosen, and the faithful. Mm. So I thought this was just really, this was kind of bold for me. This was like red lights flashing because he chooses the word faithful here of all the fruits. He right. doesn't say, and the patient, or the kind, or the gentle, or the forgiving. He uses the word here, faithful. Mm -hmm. um, and he equates it with the chosen and the called. Yeah. I think that's... I don't know. That's, That's really so big. cool that, okay, so here's where some puzzle pieces fit together for me. So, um, 
when I was looking into this, I, I look, saw that the root word was pistis, or the Greek word was pistis, mm-hmm. but the root word of that is patho, which means persuade, induce by one's words to believe, gain one's goodwill, believe, listen, obey, yield, comply, mm. trust, have confidence. And what I loved about that, that relates to that Revelation verse, is the intention is not just being reliable, but being obedient yes. about yielding your yes. will and desires to his about him having confidence in us, that's right. not just us having confidence in him. Okay. So that's an interesting perspective because one of the things that I found is that faithfulness is the one fruit that isn't just about how we're supposed to be to mankind. Mm-hmm. It's also how we're supposed to be to God, mm-hmm. right? Cause we're, we're not, I mean, yes, we're loving to God, but we show love that we have of God by loving others. Right. Okay. Um, we show that we understand God is forgiving to us by being forgiving to others, but we don't forgive God. Right. You know, we don't necessarily have self-control with God. You, you follow me here? Right. Whereas we are called to be faithful right. to God. We it's So not only are we to be faithful to God, but now we're also... To be faithful to people. Right. And people should describe us as faithful. As being reliable. Right. To them and to God. That's they exactly see it right. in both ways both as ways. well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is that one fruit that I thought um was just really interesting here. Uh, okay, first Corinthians four two. In this case, moreover, it is required of stewards. Um, and this is the 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 gift the um, stewardship of gifts and talents. Okay, is what we're talking about in First Corinthians. Moreover, it is required of stewards that one be found trustworthy or faithful. So it's required of good stewardship, right? Right. So for stewards of God's, which we are in both talent and in gift, then we should be found trustworthy or faithful. Um, and so the question here is just, are you a faithful person? Not, not just do you have faith as yes. in, I believe in Jesus, but are you demonstrating and living out that faith by being both faithful to God and demonstrating that faith to man? Yeah. That's so funny. Cause I, um, I wrote this out, um, because this is where my brain was going with it, that we do God no favors in making Christianity look enticing to other people who are not believers when we're disobedient, unwilling to yield to God's ways, and when we have confidence in ourselves and in our own opinions versus the truth. It's so true. So when we are faithful to follow God the way he has called us to follow, it is, it shows, it almost like shows goodness. It does. You know, it like reflects the light of the Lord. Yeah. And it it makes it look enticing to unbelievers. Straddling the fence between the world and Christianity does not look enticing to unbelievers. Yes. Yep. But being faithful to God and faithful to man looks enticing. So funny you said that because that's where I'm going next. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I love it. Okay. In in Timothy 3, 1 through 5, the Apostle Paul begins to describe what the spirit of people are going to look like at the end of the age, right? So we just talked about Revelation. Mm -hmm. So now Paul, and remember, when Paul's writing all these letters, he's writing them to churches, right? He's writing them to the believers. And so he's not just saying that the unbelievers are going to look like this. He's saying this is this is what believers, so-called believers, are going to right. look like. Okay, so, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control. There's three fruits of the Spirit right there. Brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power, Mm -hmm. right? So saying you have faith, but not really buying into Mm -hmm. it, 
And from such people will turn away. That is um, almost the exact list of what Paul lists in Galatians 5 before yes. the fruits of the spirit, when he lists out the works of the flesh, That's that right. is that. That's exactly right. So, And he, he revisits this mm-hmm. often. Like when he's writing to the, the church and um, we're talking about Romans right now, my BSF, and the letter is all about, I love it. I've, I, this last few weeks have been so fantastic because we've really just gotten into the meat of what authentic love looks like, uh, respect of authority, um, how we're supposed to buy, we're supposed to go for peace and unity. And he talks about what the opposite of that all looks like. And it's, it's all this, right? Yeah. Um, And so how can a person or believer say that he's faithful to God when he clearly shows himself more faithful to the world? Like if these are your descriptions, exactly. Yep. You can't say that you're a lover of God and that you have faith in God. You can't just believe the death, burial, and resurrection. Right. You have to you have to have the whole story. You have to buy into the gospel, mm-hmm. not just the salvation. Exactly. Because it's more than just get out of jail free card. Yes. It's abundant life. It's abundant life. And then it's then taking on the calling of going and being that fruit to the world so that you're kingdom building. You know, I'll digress here for a second and say we um, we received just an overwhelmingly humbling email um, from mm. a listener recently yes. who just shared with us her heart and what listening to our podcast helped, how they helped her during a really, really difficult time. And the joy and blessing that that left me with was far greater than any fleshly desires that I've ever pursued. Mm-hmm. I was more fulfilled by that in living out the calling that God has given us than I ever did yep. chasing boys, drinking, partying, like the works of the you flesh. <laughs> I oh, read yes. the KJV now, so it's okay. <laughs> oh, I read the KJV and I drank. <laughs> but you know, like everyone thinks that these, that the boundaries of God are limiting yes. and that they are not going to be as fun or fulfilling, mm-hmm. but the, it was an overflowing blessing of just God saying, look, there is more life that comes from following me. It is a deeper, richer, more mm-hmm. fulfilling joy than comes from just a cheap fleshly act. It's for us. And so, yeah. So that's why these fruits of the spirit, they're not mm-hmm. to, um, it's not to disparage or say you can and can't do these things. It's not about the do and the don't. It's that's about right. there's a richness and a fulfillment we're missing. Yep. It's, there's a robustness of life that we're missing right. when we don't lean into what God wants us to lean into it right. as Christians. That's right. And, and when we live in what's so easy in the humanity in the flesh, right? It's the easy side to live in because we, we have a, a, an evil one who is always seeking to kill, steal, and destroy mm-hmm. and, and wants to keep us from living the fruits of the spirit. Mm-hmm. But everything that God tells us to do in the Bible and encourages us to do the Bible and commands and instructs, it's for us. He knows the good that's going to come out of it. Mm-hmm. He knows how much more uplifting mm-hmm. being given a word of encouragement is versus satisfying the flesh. Yeah. It's he just knows cheap. that. It's such a cheap copy. It is. Uh, it's a it's a knockoff. Anyway. In Luke 6.45, um, Luke says, The intrinsically good man produces what is good and honorable and moral out of the good treasure that's stored in his heart. And the intrinsically evil man produces what is wicked and depraved out of the evil in his heart. For his mouth speaks from the overflow of his heart. And so 
this is where I want to kind of hunker in for just a second, because how you're choosing to live every day, what your actions show, what your words are saying is the reflection of what's really in your heart. And what's really in your heart is what you really believe. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you're not demonstrating fruits of the spirit, if you're not demonstrating faithfulness, you really probably don't believe in faith. You really probably don't believe that God is going to love you no matter what you probably, because on earth, we don't have set up for us examples of godly love, right? Right. It it's it is back here in Hebrews eleven one. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's what we can hope in, right? It's where our hope is because nothing here even comes close to equaling that. So to believe in something that we can't see, to believe in something that we've never experienced, to believe in something that is, you know, up here kind of. I say mystical, but in a very reverent right, way, right, right. Um, it's hard to do. And so however you're, flo- whatever's flowing out of you is really probably what you believe, which is the root of the problem. And we don't want to really fix what we don't believe in because that's hard work. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote a little paragraph here and I'm going to read it because it was just one of those moments where I was really getting into the words and I'm afraid if I try not to read it and I just do it off my brain, it, it won't communicate the same. But the actions of man reveal what is in his heart. We break commitments constantly and are proven unreliable and untrustworthy in our earthly home. We cannot act one way. And this goes back to your lukewarm one foot on either Mm -hmm. side of the fence. We cannot act one way and declare another. To not be faithful in our earthly relationships means we really are not faithful to our heavenly relationship. We demonstrate what we believe. God is faithful to us and thus we should be faithful to others. That's the fruit. But we live in a world that takes God's faithfulness for granted and makes it a one-way street, makes it a one-way street with a do what I want here on earth mentality. A lack of faithfulness to man shows a lack of love to and for man. We cannot say we love the Lord and not love man. Therefore, we cannot say we are faithful to the Lord and not be faithful to man. Our lack of faithfulness to our earthly commitments destroys the essence of kingdom building because building God's kingdom is done on the foundation that he keeps his promises and he is faithful and just that his word is true and reliable. If we, his stewards are not reliable, how can we tell the story of God? That is who would believe that we are demonstrators of his character by the power of the Holy spirit within us to do anything less than demonstrate faithfulness makes it hard to believe we love and serve a faithful God. Mm, Yeah, that's so good. So, you know, again, this is that fruit where it's both between us and God mm-hmm. and between us and man. Mm-hmm. And if if you don't really believe the God of the Bible, you can't demonstrate the God right. of the Bible to man. Right. Um, it's Martin Luther. I read a quote that he said about this fruit of the spirit enlisting faith among the fruits of the spirit. Paul obviously does not mean faith in Christ alone, but faith in men. Such faith is not suspicious of people, but believes the best. Naturally, the possessor of such faith will be deceived, but he lets it pass. He's ready to believe all men, but he will not trust all men. Where this virtue is lacking, men are suspicious, forward, and wayward, and will believe nothing nor yield to anybody. No matter how well a person says or does anything, they will find fault with it. And if you do not humor them, you can never please them. It is quite impossible to get along with them. Mm. Such faith in people, therefore, is quite necessary. What kind of life would this be if one person could not believe another? Mm. And I just think in today's culture, 
in today's day and age, yep. we are so fearful of looking foolish yep. for believing in somebody. Yep. Um, and we use the term, I'm just a realist, mm-hmm. air quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not what faith is saying. Mm-hmm. Faith is saying, believe the best. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and believe the best. Look foolish in the mm-hmm. eyes of man, mm-hmm. but you're displaying the fruit of faithfulness when you believe the best. Mm-hmm. Don't trust everything you hear. That's right. But believe, have that... Um, that silver lining, like, like give them the benefit of the doubt, right? Like in every situation. That's exactly right. It's interesting that faith doesn't mean, and there isn't a, a for the spirit that says trust other people, right? It says be trustworthy. Yes. You're, you're not worried about what other people are doing. You're worried about what you're doing. Are you trustworthy? Yes. And how many times do we, we did a, a be committed series really early on. I talk about that. Do you know? <laughs> We did this in this be committed series and it kind of made me come back to this where you've got to let your yes be yes and your mm-hmm. no be no because it's a reflection of your character. It re- it reflects who you are and whether mm-hmm. you like it or not if you're a believer when you let people down it kind of says hey God let you down too mm-hmm. because it's not important to me enough to not let you down, to be committed. You know, I'm sorry that you couldn't rely on me. I'm sorry that I broke my commitment. I'm sorry that I'm not trustworthy. Well, if you say you serve a God who is all those things and yet you can't be that, then how can somebody believe that God is that? Right. Just right. isn't going to work. We forget that we are image bearers. Yes. Of the God of the universe. Yes. And so we were made in his image and therefore should reflect his goodness, yes. his love, his joy. Because we're kingdom builders. We're mm-hmm. not here for us. We're not here for what feels good to us. Correct. Right? There isn't a list of, of nine attributes that are about equality, uh, justness, retaliation, standing up for yourself. Like, there's nothing about the fruits of the Spirit that are about any of that. It's really about... Just always giving mercy and always giving grace mm-hmm. and just worrying about you. Yeah. You know, because we're kingdom builders. Right. It's not just about us. Yeah. That's so, so great. That was my take on faithfulness. So I have a couple things. Go for it. Um, one is, you know, you talked about this a little bit in Hebrews 11. One, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Well, the rest of the entire chapter of Hebrews 11 is a hall of faith. Mm-hmm. And so... In um in the entire rest of the chapter, and I'm not going to read it all, but um it talks about how by faith we understand how the universe was made. By faith, Abel offered God an excellent sacrifice. By faith, Enoch. By faith, Noah. By faith, Abraham. By faith, Sarah. By faith, Abraham again. Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses. Um, the the walls of Jericho fell down by faith. By faith, the prostitute Rahab. And at the end of the chapter, it says, what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of basically all the other people that demonstrated faith. Yep. Um, and I just, I think when, when it comes, when you get to a point where you're not sure, am I showing faith in God? Am I displaying faithfulness? Go back and read Hebrews 11 mm-hmm. and read about mm-hmm. all the people who acted out of faith and not out of fear. And again, that's it, it, Hebrews 11. One. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things yeah. not seen. And I would say that that fruit is the most used fruit to describe people in the Bible than any other fruit of the spirit. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty phenomenal, especially like I said, if you go back and just like take time to really read through every single thing, Mm -hmm. it's an overwhelming perspective Mm -hmm. of what it means to be have faith. Mm -hmm. Um, And then another thing that I really ended up um, digging into a little bit was Ephesians six, because in Ephesians six, it talks Mm -hmm. about the armor of God. And Mm -hmm. one of the armors is the shield of faith. Mm -hmm. 
And in verse 16, it says, above all, taking the shield of faith, which you will be able to extinguish all the fiery arrows of the evil one. So that's the only verse in the entire New Testament where the word shield is used. And it's the faith is the same word, pistis, mm-hmm. but shield, it's the only time it's used. And the Greek word is a shield, large, oblong, four-cornered shield. Mm-hmm. But the root word, it means a door, vestibule, or any opening or way into. And it's almost two different words. Mm. But here's what my take on that is, is that that shield can either be raised up to extinguish the arrows of the evil one or it can be set aside and used as a door and a way for the enemy Ooh, to get in. That's good. Um, and I like in the verse says that, but I think having that perspective of, am I raising my shield of faith today? Am I mm-hmm. choosing faith over fear? Am I choosing faith in God? Am I choosing faith in man? Yep. Or am I just tired and I'm going to set it down? Yep. And that way the door is now open and yep. Satan has a way in to get a foothold. Interesting that you say that because when we talk about faith, how it's a two-way thing, right? It's mm-hmm. a faith between you and God and faith between you and man so that man can see God mm-hmm. through you. Um, again, in BSF in Romans, I've never read it this way before, but there was a verse, I think it's in 12 or 13 that says to put on the armor of light. Mm-hmm. And so when I've always thought about the armor of God, I've always thought it's something that you put on to, um, fight what is bad, right? Right. You're putting it on to protect yourself, mm-hmm. had nothing to do with anybody else around you. It, you know, the, the word so that you can rebuke Satan with the word like right. Jesus did on the mountain, you know, all these things, it was all about between you and Satan and trying to protect yourself. And it says it again. in I think 13 or 14, it talks about the armor of light. And so when we put on that army, when we hold that shield of faith up, it reflects light yes. to everyone around us. Yes. So not only are we protecting ourselves, but others see light in yes. us. And who is the light that they're seeing? Right. The light of God. Because you know how rare it is for somebody to stand and just to declare they have faith yes. when, when all the circumstances seem impossible, when everything logical would say, I mean, so we're going through something right now. We're still trying to sell our house in the mountains. And it looks like God might be on the move a little mm-hmm. bit with that. Praise the Lord of hosts. <laughs> um, but everyone has looked at this logically and said, well, why don't you switch agents? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Even though Greg and I have spent so much time in prayer and even fasting yep. and feel so convicted, stick with where you are. This is a God only issue and not anything else. And yep. it looks illogical. So when you're standing in a situation that looks illogical and doesn't make sense and circumstances would say otherwise, that's when the shield of faith is that's even right. more important because that's then right. when God does move and it's only God's fingerprints on it, there's the light. That's right. Pr- to everybody that will hush everybody up and have them be okay. Right. Maybe I need to trust this God a little bit more. Yep. And I think you just really hit the root of the problem that we have to really live out faith. It's illogical. It's completely illogical. It's illogical. And so we live in a world that constantly says, if it's illogical, why would you do it? That doesn't right. make sense. Do what makes sense. Do what feels good. Do what right. feels right. Right. And so like we were speaking earlier what we do is we end up living in money and boasting and pride and mm-hmm. blasphemy and disobedience and unthankfulness and holiness because it's easier. It's the path of least resistance because to believe in a in a heavenly father that we can't truly see, it, it's intangible. Right. And if you've never experienced it, truly experienced it, then you're going to have a hard time talking to yourself into yeah. doing it. Yeah. But you've got to have 
you've got to have the faith because he is trustworthy. Right. His promises are true. He doesn't break his promises. And you have to you have to trust in that. And that's where I get again, I'm going to I guess I'm beating this drum and I didn't even mean to. But go back and read Hebrews 11 yeah. in this Hall of Faith, because there's it's, there's a difference between reading each of these stories individually mm-hmm. and then seeing this literal laundry list of all the impossible, illogical places mm-hmm. that people exhibited faith mm-hmm. that made no sense on paper. Mm-hmm. None. Mm-hmm. Parting a sea? Mm-hmm. When on earth would that happen? Mm-hmm. Rain and a flood mm-hmm. when the earth was irrigated from the bottom up, not mm-hmm. from the top down mm-hmm. back in Noah's day? Like mm-hmm. all of that doesn't make sense on paper. And that's when faith comes into practice. Yep. And that's when God moves the, the yep. biggest and the yep. best. I love it. Um, one more thing I wanted to read. Beth Moore um, has a book called Living Beyond Yourself, Exploring the Fruits of the Spirit. And um, a couple things that she says, which is so great, is one, we should base our faith on who God is, not what God does. Ooh. And I think that is something that hits home for me all the time, which is, That's good. Ooh, God, I need to have faith in you just because you are all of these things, yeah. not because of what you can do for me, but because of who you are. That's right. Um, and then true faith always takes action, resulting in the transformation of man's character and way of life. Mm-hmm. It's a response to trusting. So if you're not experiencing transformation, like that metamorphosis that we talk about, yeah. True faith will cause that to happen. That's right. So, it will. Uh, it yeah. will. Um, all right. So practical applications. Yeah. I just kind of revisited the three questions that I asked throughout my podcast. And I, I think you just need to have a real honest conversation with yourself because faithfulness is not really, again, it's a belief, mm-hmm. right? So you got to decide if you truly believe in the evidence of things not seen. And are you willing to demonstrate that to people around you when it's illogical and not easy? So first of all, do you have what it takes to truly trust and be loyal to what you cannot visibly see? That's yeah. the first question, Yeah. right? If you can't, then you have to ask yourself, have you just bought into a get out of free jail card, mm-hmm. get out of jail free card? Um, that's not, that's not the gospel, right? Like that's not faithful living. Secondly, are you a faithful person? Like, would people use that as an adjective to describe you? Yeah. Um, not just do you have faith as you believe in Jesus, but are you demonstrating and living out that faith, being both faithful to God? So would God say that you're a faithful servant? Like he says of Abraham and Isaac and all right. those that he listed. Would you be on that list? Right. And are you demonstrating faith to man? Would your spouse say that you're a faithful person with your children. And I'm not talking about just faithful, like as in sexual, like, right. You know, a friend Do they of, see you being faithful to God. That's right. A friend of mine and I, um, had lunch yesterday and, um, we were talking about affairs and, um, you know, it's so funny because we will, we will just take someone down for having cheated on their spouse. Right. We cheat on people all the time. It's not just a sexual, physical mm-hmm. cheating. We cheat on people all the time. We cheat on their time. We treat. We cheat on their their trust. We yes. we cheat on people all the time. So, are would people truly say that you demonstrate faith to them? Are you trustworthy? Are you reliable? Are you loyal? Um, and then number three, do you fit any of the descriptions in Timothy three? of loving yourself more than loving God. Mm. Just got to have some hard conversations. Right. But if you will have the hard conversations. Right. And you'll choose to to start living a faithful life, like you were saying, it will be so worth it. The right. joy that you will get out of that obedience and that relationship that makes no sense, it gives you this peace that passes all understanding. Right. It allows you to have joy 
in the morning. Right. Right. It gives you all those things that make no sense. Because you have to be willing to yield. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like when you're in a car, you have to be willing to yield your right of way to God's oncoming. That's right. Like, and are you going to merge into that or are you going to like go your own direction Mm -hmm. or just stop and never even right. Move into it. Right. Right. I think a lot of people do that. I think we just stop and we never move into it. We see it. We see it. We're not, we're not willing. It doesn't look like we want it to look Mm -hmm. so we don't go. That's right. Oh, that's good. Okay. So my practical application is write your own hall of faith Mm. um, and just go spend some time with the Lord praying back over your past experiences and walking with him and um, like choose to exercise the fruit of faith by writing out just like in Hebrews. So like a couple examples for me would be um, by faith, Monica believed God had a blessing waiting for her on the outside of the pit. So she grabbed a hold of his outstretched arm and said goodbye to the sin that kept her hidden. Oh, that's good. And just go through and write your own hall of faith for you personally and how you did say, okay, God, I'm going to choose faith in you, even though it doesn't, it looks too hard or it doesn't make sense. Um, and I guarantee you have at least three or five. Yeah. At least. Yeah. And if you really spend time in it, you're going to have so much more. Yeah. Um, but that alone, you know, I've, I think I've said this a few times. I one time heard Priscilla Shire talking about um, Psalm 23 and she talked about green pastures and mm-hmm. how it says like, he makes me lie down in green pastures. And she compared green pastures to those past times that God provided for you. So write out your hall of faith and let those be green pastures that you lie down in mm-hmm. and be still in and rest in to like get your perspective back to God is good. Mm-hmm. And he is for you and yep. he is moving on your behalf. If you will just put your hands down and stop striving yep. and let him do it. So I love that. When you said that about green pastures, it makes me think of the verse also. um, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil Mm -hmm. for thou art with me. Mm -hmm. You don't have to fear the evil. Mm -hmm. You don't have to fear the shadow of the valley of the shadow of death because... God has rescued us from that. Right. Have faith in that. Have trust in that. Walk through it. Walk through Don't it. Don't camp out in it. That's right. Walk through it, but hold up your shield while you're walking. That's right. And oh. you'll be amazed. The light that reflects off of your shield will draw others to you yeah. and you won't go alone. In ways you can't even yeah. explain. Yeah. So, okay. Amen. Amen. So, okay. Will you close us out in Absolutely. prayer really quick? Thank you, Father, um, just for opening your words to us and allowing them to come off the pages and resonate with us. Lord, we just thank you that you are faithful to us and um, that you are so trustworthy and so reliable. We just praise you for that. We pray for our listeners, Lord, just be with them. You know who needs to to have a God wink today. Just show yourself and be real to them in this moment. Uh, be with me, still be free, Lord. Keep your hand on it. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. And actually, before we close really quickly, I did just want to say we haven't asked this for a long time, but if you... Um, are enjoying our podcast. If you feel like they're giving you some life and some new perspective and reigniting your faith, would you, we would just appreciate it so much if you would go to iTunes and leave us a review. Um, And it's not because we are trying to build our own ego or just hear feedback. It's really so if you find it beneficial, other people might too, Mm -hmm. but the best way for them to find it is if we have reviews and ratings, because it will kind of start showing up more as an option when people search for Christian women's podcasts and that sort of thing. So we would really appreciate it if you would do that. Um, We'll be back next week and talk about gentleness. Bye.